BridgeBank helps breakthrough ideas actually break through and remains dedicated to providing financial solutions to those committed to leveraging innovation to make the world a better place. BridgeBank, a division of Western Alliance Bank. BridgeBank, be bold, venture wisely. Hey, what's up? I'm Pendarvis Harshaw, the host of KQED's Right Nowish podcast. Donations keep independent journalism alive and healthy. And you support outstanding journalism when you support KQED. So if you haven't yet, check out donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. Mic check, check one, check two. Are we here? All right, we're here right now. Ish. 2023, the Jordan year is upon us. Welcome to Right Now-ish. I'm your host, Pendarvis Harshaw. We're going to start this year off by looking back at where we've come from. Two years ago, we started off doing mini-series, a collection of episodes where we dive deep into one art form or aspect of Bay Area culture. We've talked to people about love, wheels, films, tattoos, and queer nightlife. The first series we did was back in 2021, and it featured musicians who I know and I think you should know. One of those folks was Nappy Nina an MC who was raised in Oakland and is currently based in Brooklyn. We talked about missing tacos, hating the term FMC, and what she's doing with her own gift of lyricism. As of late, Nina has been working on a new project titled Morning Dew. It's dropping next month. Here's a taste of what she's been cooking. So keep your head nodding. I'm saying, lately I'm staying, tethered to church where I'm sanctioned, pacing the pavement that's hard for a vagrant, you think I'll obey them and swear that I'll take it. Can't to get a deeper understanding of who this rising talent is, known as Nappy Nina, stay tuned to this interview. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio, it was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. They crowned me a winner last winter. The seasons all warped now with iron no sprinter. Ironed out wrinkles that made me no quicker. Burn my behavior in highest temperatures. Let's get into it. Your music is awesome. It's it's jazzy, it's poetic, it's boom bap. How would you describe your music? Yeah, those three descriptions are pretty on point, I think. I think I have my own sound. I don't think 
there's a rapper that you can say I sound like um, directly or who sounds like me. So I'm proud of that. How do I tell these niggas they should buy up all of my shit? I hate smelling like dank all in the mall, trying to cop kicks. Mall cop caught me all in the stall, trying to take flicks. I'm just trying to be famous like the spine of Will Smith. To have a unique sound is awesome. Where does it come from? What influenced you? Oh, I mean, I think my sound definitely comes from the Bay, from home, but like also my time in New York. Like I've been here for eight, nine years now. The hustle, the, the pace of the city and all that, like my sound comes from my favorite rappers, a lot of them from Brooklyn and a lot of them from Oakland. Okay, so for folks who've never been to East Oakland, Oakland before your Oakland, how did it influence you? What did you see out there that made you grow into the artist that you are today? I mean, one of the main influences that I had growing up in East Oakland is um, just spending a lot of time with my pops, who's really a community man. He has a couple of radio shows. I'm Greg Bridges, your host for the next couple of hours, bringing you the music, the words, and all the messages within. We just heard from... He's just really connected to a lot of folks in Oakland, and I think seeing that has made me want to carry on that tradition within my own work. At listener-supported radio, KPFA. Shout out to Pops, Greg Bridges, deep into the jazz game. Did he put you on any jazz artists that stuck with you? <laughs> he tried to put me on so much jazz when I was younger, and I, I was so reluctant. I, <laughs> I, <laughs> I kicked and screamed about it often. Like uh, I was in the jazz band in middle school. I played upright bass, and I hated it at the time. And now I'm just like, yo, why did I just stick with it? That would have been ill. I could see it in middle school, upright bass, like the, the bass is probably as big as you, right? Like, exactly. I had to carry it all around. Like it was just hella inconvenient. But nonetheless, I'm, so, I'm sure some of it seeped through, right? Definitely. And I mean, now I have a deep, deep appreciation for that. What do you have coming out soon? Um, I'm working on a project with my homegirl, Jay Words, who's this crazy producer from uh, Jersey and... It's called Double Down, and it's a, it's a lot different than I think a lot of stuff that I've been putting out. Um, it's a lot of faster, dancier tracks that were a little bit hard for me to rap to in the beginning. I'll be up at 4 a.m. boning friends, lonely amends in my skin. If only I give in, I probably heighten my winds, strikes tight in my skin, hope likes bright in my Just having to wrap my mind around that and create something that didn't uh, feel comfortable for me at first was really exciting and I'm excited about how it all sounds. And you're getting recognition for your work. How does it feel to have uh, write-ups on like the Grammys website and and just to be in the spotlight, get support from Bandcamp? How does it feel? It feels crazy and also I feel like I'm probably not taking enough time to actually think about what's happening um, or like live in this moment. I've been rapping for a long time so this Getting this recognition is always something that I wanted to happen. I didn't really expect it to happen, but now that it's happening, it is really exciting. I wish that it would change the money in my pockets, but like, you know, <laughs> I guess that comes later. I don't know. I don't know how it works. Can't pay rent with shout outs, right? It's straight up. <laughs> it's beautiful, but yeah, you know. Trying to get my therapy on, it's costing a fee. Not just stuck, it's but buckets of tears from the deep. And I mean, with the the financial side of things, you you're, you're you're pretty open about finances, like in your raps. Yeah. This the anthem for the mumbling man, for the hungry homies who hustle cause ain't no other plan. Be an understatement if I told you that I overstand. Trying to back the beat for my drum. You mentioned you know like paying rent like on Twitter. Yeah. You talk about like getting healthcare. Like how do you find yourself to be so vulnerable and open about something like finances? 
I mean, I think the real thing is like we're all in the same boat. Like it's not just me. It's like everybody around me is struggling the same way that I am. I think I should just speak to what's really going on for people, especially black people, especially black queer people right now. Like we're all struggling and shit is fucked up. Like, and I have no problem talking about that. No, very, it very much so makes you more relatable. Yeah. Still silly me, poppin' kicks it on the mountain shit. Come to counters with some counter off a counterfeit. Off the cuff, save a good buck. I couldn't count on it. Sell a good bluff, throw a good blow below the belt, but hit the buckle. These niggas ain't with the scuffle. Got plans inside the devil. Pack that shit away. Now Speaking of keeping it a buck on social media, there's this thing that you do of uh, calling out men C's. Yeah. <laughs> What's that all about? Oh man, one day I was just talking to my manager like I'm I'm so frustrated with the female MC list and I've been on this rampage for a long time. Nobody is like, yo, so I know they're a rapper, but uh, they're a man. So like, just, you know, give them a break. Like there's no qualifiers for dudes like that. And it's fucking ridiculous that eight out of 10 times somebody wants to give me props. It's on some, yeah, but like she's an elf MC, you know what I mean? Like, so it's. I hate it. Qualifiers. Yeah. Have you seen any progress in this conversation? Not really in the conversation, I guess, in the mainstream, but definitely in the underground, I guess, a little bit. And it's not really in the conversation. It's more so in the acts. There's less of a division in some underground scenes between men and people who don't identify as that. It kind of feels like a more even playing field within the more recent years, definitely. In the underground, but not in the mainstream? Yeah, not really the mainstream, but we know like the mainstream is like here to serve a different purpose. You think it's like that mainstream side of things is more so serving a corporate bottom line? Definitely, 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 and probably always will. I saw something you did recently with, is it called Flocabulary? Yeah, Flocabulary, yeah, that was dope. Uh, it's an illustrated piece where you laid down some bars uh, in recognition of Toni Morrison, correct? Yeah. How'd that come to be? So Flocabulary is like a dope app and tool for teachers um, to teach students like about all type of different subjects through hip hop. And they reached out to me and they had this Toni Morrison piece in mind. And um, they had like kind of bullet points of what they wanted to touch on within uh, Toni Morrison's life. And so I wrote like verse, two verses and a hook. If there's a book you want to read, but it hasn't been written yet, you must write it. If you surrender to the air, you can write it. Don't try to fight it. The story is worth more than your silence. More than your silence. Uh, if there's a book you want to read. Last I heard, the program was sold to like all of LA public schools. So to think that like a lot of young Cali kids are learning about Toni Morrison through me just like makes me smile to the, to the end. Like, yeah. I was like, wait, I get to be like the rap Bill Nye? And they were like, yeah. <laughs> in 1931 in Ohio, Chloe Woodford was born. Her baptismal name was Anthony, so she took the nickname Tony. She loved reading. Yeah, that, that's awesome that you know that your name is getting out there to that point, that people pull you into those type of projects. Definitely. Um, I got to ask you about one of my favorite tracks that I've heard from you recently on Dumb Doubt, 2019 release, <laughs> uh, Good To Me. That joint is just is smooth. The production is just jazzy. Um, bring me into your thinking on that track. 
Yo, know, that song was a fluke. Like that song, uh, <laughs> I was in the studio at like 8 a.m. like going to help my friend like move some stuff. And he shared a studio with Nick Hakim, who's an amazing everything, just amazing musician. And um, he was like, yo, like I'm trying to get on the album, like what's good? And uh, <laughs> he just starts playing me beats like mad early. So he played me that beat and I just really, really loved it. And I think I wrote to it like, Instantly. Manage my feelings, made a fool of myself. The mouthpiece got me really full of myself. Just way too cool, jealous, fool by myself. Guess I'll break all the I was going through romantic distress, I guess, when I wrote it. It was easy for me to tap into that. I feel like it encapsulates what I think when I think of your music. Like I said, the jazz jazziness, the poetic, the boom bap. It's it's a groove, definitely. You mentioned uh that song being a, a bit of a a release. Um, do you use your music as a catharsis? Oh yeah, always, always. I don't know if it's like the healthiest thing, but I also I always feel like when I'm not feeling great, then I know that I can probably write some good shit. <laughs> Definitely. I, I struggle with that of putting myself out there. Uh, do you have any tips for people who are like maybe scared to release their vulnerabilities? Mm. I would just say that it's all gonna come out somehow. Like they may come out, you know, with somebody else or like deep in those moments when you're by yourself, like they're always going to find you. And for me, this kind of just seems like the easiest way to deal with it. And I think when I put it on the page or put it in a song or something, I can decipher what's real and what's not easier. Um, and I don't just drive myself crazy. Speaking of inspiration, do you ever feel like uh, you miss East Oakland? All the time, every day. What? I miss home so much, it's crazy. Um, I wish that East Oakland and Brooklyn could exist closer to each other. Because uh, I really miss my family and just my people. And there ain't nothing like Oakland. Like, keep it a, keep it a hundred. Like, there is no place like Oakland. I'm sorry. <laughs> Lately it's been hard knowing I'm from better weather, but it's ground time. Ain't no gully than gritty word to curb. Cause these niggas gon' figure deal me. I'm stuck though. From East Oakland, so I am cutthroat. What's up though? My main opponent got me a job. One thing also that I miss about Oakland is the food. It's not the same here. And I'm, I don't want this interview to just be a bash on Brooklyn because I love Brooklyn. But the food, yo, like, y'all don't know nothing about produce out here, son. I'm trying to tell you. East Oakland, <laughs> Bay, Cali. Yo, when I start buying avocados out here for, like, $2.50 each, I just, I wanted to lose it. I don't understand, like... That's hella funny. <laughs> Not a fan of the bodega, you know? You know I mean, like, yo, it's a totally different culture, right? I miss smoking in Berkeley. Brooklyn broccoli is dirty green. Produce hella gully. I'm just trying to get my health on. When the boys come knocking, you know I'm going to get my stealth on. Uh, Nappy Nina, thank you for joining us. Looking forward to the new release. Best of luck on your craft. Thank you so much for having me. This is a dream for a Bay Area kid, you know? KQED life. I'm stuck, though. From East Oakland, so I am cut, though. What's up, though? Hey, big love to Nappy Nino. Wishing you all the best in your career and your craft. Definitely looking forward to more jokes on social media and quality music that I can ride to. I suggest you all out there check out Nappy Nina's work. You can find her music on just about any popular music platform by searching for Nappy Nina. 
And you can also find her on Twitter or Instagram at nappy underscore Nina. And that's spelled N-A-P-P-Y underscore N-I-N-A. The producers behind this episode are Julie Chang and Marisol Medina Cadena. This was originally edited by Jessica Plachik with new updates from Chris Hambrick. Our engineer is Seal Mother. Rice Dottenborough is our engagement intern. Cesar Saldana and Ria Garewal are the engagement leads. Ethan Tovin Lindsay, Jin Chin, and Holly Kernan are the KQD execs. I'm Pendarvis Harshaw. Hope you all are having a great new year. We'll be back with part two of the Right Nowish series review next week. Thank you all for listening. Funding for Right Nowish comes from Akhenati Foundation, supporting the development of powerful social change movements to eliminate structural racism. Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast.